What up, nerds? TJ and Scott here for the Raising Nerds podcast, talking about our favorite nerd topics and how raising little nerds of our own is better than a pyrodentin worth at least 1,800 credits. Maybe in the black market, but I'm running a reputable business here. <laughs> how you doing, Scott? Great. Oh my gosh, I am... Uh, so, I, I've, it's been a little hit and miss with me, but as we've talked about the episodes over time, I've really enjoyed every single one of them now. Yeah. Every one of them is just great. Um, and all in their own way. Uh-huh. They're all a little bit different, and that's okay. Uh, so, uh, we are on the non-crosshair week, right? Yep. <laughs> every other week is a, is a crosshair episode. It <laughs> is. From what we've seen. Um, so, we that's Take a break a, from crosshair. I think they... Don't want him to break our hearts too much, so. Yeah, he he's already gone pretty down, pretty far down the dark side. Uh, are you speaking of down the dark side? Are your uh, little girls watching this show? No. No. Yeah, they, uh, they okay. don't have the attention span to watch this. Really? It's okay. not funny enough or clever enough. Avatar: mm. The Last Airbender is about it's colorful, it's so they colorful can watch that and one. funny and really funny. It's very funny. And the animation show. is very that catches their eye. This one's not uh, anime enough. I gotcha. So they they're not saying. quite uh, to that point. Not yet. as enamored. Yeah. Well, in in all fairness, your girls are what ages? Four, <laughs> two, and below, <laughs> and one and a half. And one. <laughs> yeah. So in all fairness, it's hard to keep their attention much for anything. Yeah. Luckily my kids watch it. I think I think Amelia, my two year old, only watches it because the other kids are watching. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think Amelia has a genuine desire to watch Star Wars. I think she likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Um she's probably just waiting for Grogu to show up. She probably is. <laughs> she loves Mando. Yeah. Like oh, she well, I mean, she loves all... it. So on Wednesday nights usually my sister will come by. And we'll watch Mando. Right. Catch her up. We're on the last three episodes. Nice. Season it's, two, huh? Yeah, season two. Oh, boy. And so it's like we got to schedule a night to watch we'll all to of watch them. watch all three so of Thinking those. about doing it like on a Friday night there when she go. doesn't have work the next day yeah. so we can stay up and watch it. Get all and three. then sit down and talk to her. It'd be really fun, I think. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it's, but otherwise, my kids are watching it. They love watching it. Unfortunately, they don't. We usually aren't getting around to watching it until like the Monday or Tuesday after. Oh yeah, <laughs> just life happens. Uh-huh. You know, Friday nights are usually my nights to do my YouTube videos, and then Saturdays are busy. Oh yeah, they're just busy all the time, and that's actually the case this coming week. We're uh, headed out of town. Nice. So it's it's even worse. I actually got to do my YouTube video a little early <laughs> this week, which is funny. We'll probably be able to watch. Bad batch the day of uh-huh. because we don't we're not doing it anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have work. <laughs> Watch a day long, of long and long First weekend. thing you're gonna type to Scott is what? <laughs> we'll see. Maybe it's, uh, the, the show's see. a lot slower. Episode five of sixteen, so we're a third of the way. Okay. This one will probably have crosshair, so it might yep. do something. Crosshair. Every episode with crosshair is kind of. It's interesting. Pushed a limit, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, I am surprised. That guy in the back. That was yeah. actually kind of a big deal. Yeah, I don't think we gave it its due. <laughs> no, we uh, talked about how uh, Wrecker's head was injured. Yeah, he bonked it episode, again this episode. Um, yeah, but it hasn't shown any effect yet. No, but there hasn't been a reason to. If they run into another, run into a Jedi, that might be the case. That's true. It might trigger a little more. 
Um, but yeah, he hasn't done much about following orders. Like he doesn't, he hasn't questioned uh, Hunter or anybody yet. No, he gets knocked out in this episode, though. He does get knocked out. <laughs> I'll deal with her. And, I uh, really do feel bad for him. Yeah, because <laughs> he's the classic, uh, classic muscle guy. <laughs> he's just as silly and just as clumsy when it comes to uh, one-on-one fighting. Anyone with a even a small amount of technique can easily outsmart him. Yeah. Ooh, we got uh, we did get an, uh, a fun fight scene thing. I, I've talked about my pet peeves about whenever uh, a woman fights a man. Uh huh. And this episode has a really good, really good comparison with that. Yeah. Which is pretty fun. I'm excited to get to that. Um, we'll get to, we'll get to that later. If you're freaking out, if this is the first episode you've ever heard of us, don't freak out. I'm not saying that men always beat women. I'm just saying that there should be different styles because a lot of times when we see women on screen, they're usually a lot smaller, a lot more slender mm-hmm. than the men that they're fighting. And if you don't do it right, it looks cheap or it looks staged. Yeah, basically, um, yeah. He's just saying men are better. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly recap, what I'm saying. Men are better. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll just start at the episode. <laughs> so we start off going at their ship. I've really started falling in love with their ship. It's yeah. not my favorite ship yet, but I'm enjoying it. It um, is pretty cool looking. It is pretty cool. I, I I, thought it was a little weird in Clone Wars. I thought it was a little funky, but uh-huh. uh, it's it's grown a little bit on me. It's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they said they're, they found a planet that they're going to go to. Ida floor. Ida floor. Um, and they're just going to lay down and hide out. And Omega starts complaining. It's like, wait a minute. People are hunting you right now. Uh, you, you want to go sightseeing? <laughs> but luckily they're able to correct her pretty quickly. It's like, we got to wait for things to calm down before we can go anywhere and do anything. Okay. Basically, yeah, we will. But, uh, preferably not when we're dying. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they say they do need to stop for supplies, though, because they are way low on flu and on fuel, and they are completely out of food <laughs> and almost out of fuel. Yep. And but they have a bigger problem. They but they have a bigger problem besides being out of fuel and food. Calm chatter has our sig- ship's sig- signature on the wanted list. Yep. So even though they're so when their ship was impounded, did they actually get their signature scanned and stuff? Or do you think it was just something on file because it was a military vehicle? Uh, they hadn't scanned it yet. Yeah, you're right. That's right. They got they it impounded and were it. like, we'll do the scan later. Ah, good point. So they hadn't scanned it yet. Good memory. Yeah. And so then they had to... Uh, so now they realize that their signature is out on the web. It's in all the databases for the Empire... So now they've got to try to find somewhere to go where they won't be scanned. <laughs> yeah. Classic tech. Oh, so we just scramble the signature. Yeah. Parker's like, you can do that? Yeah. Yeah, of course I can. Like, <laughs> oh, of course he can. Well, I didn't hear about these uh, ID chips, these chain codes, until just a moment ago. But yeah, I can totally forge a bunch of yeah. those. <laughs> he, he is so confident in his abilities. Uh-huh. I hope that never comes into question because yeah. I just love it too much. It's <laughs> super interesting that uh, he, he talks about, he's like, we need to land so I can make the modifications to scramble the ship. Right. Because 
uh, you know, looking back, I, as I was watching this, I was like, in Rebels, like, Hera was always just, like, chopper scramble the signatures. You're right. It's like, I wonder, it because as he does it, you know, when they make the physical modifications, then um, Tech tells Wrecker, now, if we make these modifications, we can scramble it whenever we want. Right. So I was like, yeah. I wonder if uh, Tech taught Hera how to do it. Oh my gosh, that's so That's great. how they know how to scramble the ghost, because Tech taught her how to do it. That's why it's so good at being masked, too, because right. she learned from Tech. She learned from Tech. Oh, that'd be so cool. Wish, that'd be awesome. If they if they ever go to Ryloth, it's like... I'm going to be like, okay, come on, come on, where's Hera? For where's sure. Hera? I want to be Hera. <laughs> and he's going to show her Tech stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so much fun. I, I love the ideas of, of all the crossovers that are going to happen in the show. And we're going to have a huge one in this episode. Yes. Which is amazing. Big one from the first trailer, which is the only one I've seen. So, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's the, the yeah, big thing from the trailer. That's right, the explosion. Like, yeah. It's like, ah, it's that person that we all know. We know that person. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Fair <laughs> enough. So they need to go to a planet that we know well. Uh, actually, we don't. Yeah, we do. We've never been there. Well, we know the people from it. We do know the people from it. We, George we, Lucas. And we, George Lucas! We know that, that one right there. We know no, that, one. that one right there. Sorry. <laughs> that well, right it's there. one of the moons of Well, Pantora. it looks like there's only two. It, uh, oh, yeah? Does it look like there's only two? Well, th- this one's inside the hexagon. Oh, that's true. So I'm going to say true. it's that one. Okay, I'll, I'll buy that. But there are a bunch of them really close. Yeah. When we uh, actually find uh, Those could plan. be in the background. Because there are a bunch so of stars in the background. we're going to Pantora. Pantora. And the reason we know Pantorans is because George Lucas was a Pantoran in episode three at the yes. opera. We see him briefly as Anakin runs by to meet up with Palpatine for his uh, dark side slow turn to the side. <laughs> Which he does like three times. You have I wouldn't have thought so. It's not a tale the Jedi would tell. Or whatever he says. I'm not good at some of those lines. Some of them I nail, and some of them I do not. I thought not. But, yeah, some of them I nail, and some of them I hit my thumb on. <laughs> I do too. So, uh, we're going to Pantora. George Lucas was one. We saw them in the ice planet on the ice moon of the Pantora. Pantora has. Um, and we meet... Uh, the Bith. noodle Bith. Bith. The no, Bith. aren't Bith the skull, skull faces from the cantina? Yeah. Hey, no, you you might be right. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Oh, fine. We shall look up what a Bith is. A Bith. It is. I was right. It was the cantina people. Yeah, you, <laughs> you said that, and I said. <laughs> look. All right, you hit your thumb on that one. <laughs> Speaking of hitting thumbs, <laughs> oh my gosh, my brother totally sliced his arm open. He sent a picture to everybody in the family. Yeah, it how'd you go? So gross. Huh? How'd you do after like all the pictures started going up? <laughs> Yours was the worst, honestly, because I've sliced myself open before. I've I can, uh-huh. I've seen inside my skin. So Tad's was like, oh gosh, that's bad. Uh-huh. But and I got a little queasy, but it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But then yours, I felt it. <laughs> as soon as yours went up, missing a chunk of your finger, I'm like, I can feel that. <laughs> I can feel even when you described it on this podcast when you sliced your oh, finger off yeah, on the metal, hurt. I could feel it then. 
And then I saw that, and I'm like, I can feel it again. I can this feel is it. The worst. <laughs> They're called towels. Towels. T a l z. The towels. Ah, really? Oh. Well, I mean, that's what Wikipedia says, and that thing is that's basically like the scriptures of Star Wars. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I I'll uh, I'll vouch for that. For sure. So we've been there before. We've been to the ice moon of Pantora. We've seen Pantorans. Uh, you know, we, no, we, we have not actually been there. The episode where, um, George Lucas's character shows up in Clone Wars, they're on Coruscant. And I think on a ship. But I don't think we ever see them. Do they never planet. go back to Pantora? I don't believe so. Pantora has very interesting architecture. Yeah. Uh, somewhat Russian, somewhat Persian. Um, yeah. They've got the onion dome things that are pretty awesome looking. Um, which I always, I always enjoy. Um, kind so, of Middle Eastern in, in a way. For those of you who are like, who are the towels? Because we've described what the, oh. the bit look like. Y- yeah, the, the towels basically look like a, 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 a snow wookie. Yeah, with a straw for a mouth. With a straw for a mouth and four eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there is towels. I'm looking it up on uh, my computer right here. Yeah. Yeah. And they are uh, pretty cool. They are. There's a Lego creatures. version. Do you have a Lego towels? I do. I do have that one. That's that the exact chief. one? Yep. That's the exact one. That's the only one they've ever made is, this, is that one character. And I do I have one. See. I've seen that set for sale a couple times. I was going to show you this one, but it's a uh, custom one. So, yeah, that's not going to be Gotcha. No, mainstream. there's only one. And uh, we don't have any Pantoran Lego characters, as far as I know. Nope. No George Lucas, which you'd think would be uh, pretty straightforward <laughs> to you get. you think. <laughs> but then again, what we think doesn't always work. Nope. Sorry, so we're almost two minutes into this episode. <laughs> the point is, we're on Pantora. We're on Pantora. We know this planet. We've we never have been there, history. but we know it's inhabited. Exactly. And I was actually disappointed. Uh, I got distracted a couple times watching it with the family, and I didn't see a lot of Pantorans in here, which was kind of frustrating. I'm like, oh, I want to see Pantorans, because they have some right. interesting face They're markings. so unique, um, but the architecture does look awesome. It is so beautiful. Uh, they are really just hitting it out of the park with a lot of this stuff. Very Persian looking, yeah. Persian, that's that's a good one. Uh, I say Russian because I just watched a uh, a documentary on the Red Square, which is uh, the Kremlin, basically. Uh-huh. And they have a lot of those uh, onion dome architectures on some of the cathedrals. Right. But apparently that's not found anywhere else in Russian architecture. Huh. It's only in Red Square. Okay. And so it seems like they borrowed some stuff from, uh, like you say, Persian Oh, and uh, Arabic onion dome architecture and brought it over for this cathedral that's in the Red Square. So Interesting. I like learning new things. It's really fun. Because yeah. <laughs> then I compare it to Star Wars and then it's even more fun. Exactly. <laughs> so they come into a docking bay. It's very similar to the docking bays that we've seen on like uh, Tatooine yeah. and stuff. Although this one is part of a larger building or substructure. So it seems like it's a pit inside of a building instead yeah. of a a building with walls or in a circle. Right. Which is what it felt like on Tatooine. We get some weird creature guy. I can't tell what he's from. He's, uh, he's like the same is thing. Is he an like, not? No, he's the same no, thing that does the, the co-pilot with Lando in episode six. Except oh, this guy's f- nine numb? much bigger. Like, kind of like nine numb. Yeah. I got, or ten numb. 
or eight numb, or you know, numb. whichever yeah, five one. Numb. Yes, <laughs> I don't think we ever meet this dude's name necessarily. He may say it a little bit later, but he comes out and he's like, "All right, you guys are here for repairs." He's like, "Ah, oh, we're just gonna fuel up and get some supplies." He's like, "Okay, well, I just gotta scan your ship in." He's like, how about you don't scan? The <laughs> record tries to intimidate him, and it works. Or so he thinks. <laughs> right. And is, aren't you forgetting something? It's like, uh, you said you were going to skip that step of scanning our ship. And it's like, I could. Well, great. Oh, if I had some incentive. And he holds his hand out. Uh, oh, and then he says, of the financial variety. So, you know, he's he's looking for a bribe, basically. Yep. Um, and then Tech comes to the rescue and offers... Sufficient incentive after a couple of tries. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is where we start seeing that uh, Pantora didn't seem like it was a very crime-filled world, and so it makes me wonder if this is what became of it after the fact. But Right. We know straight off, though, that this dude that they bribed is shady. Oh, yeah. He walks back into Raspar 6 thing. is what he says, but I, that's probably not his name. That's the I will guarantee name. you that's his name. Raspar 6? Yes. Do you want to know why? Because the other one's something 10? Are numbers? Yeah, because they're all numbers. <laughs> okay. Okay. 9 num and 10 num. 9 num, 10 num. <laughs> Raspar 6. Fair enough. That's the only reason why I would think so, but you're right. It, it could very easily not be his name. It could be a code name or something, or possibly uh, the name of his um, docking bay. But I, I think it'd be hilarious to if that was his actual name. It probably name. is now. And then we, uh, so he goes back to the thing, and my kids could already tell that he was going to betray them, like just because they're following him. Yeah. Um. The fact that we see him again, we're like, okay, he's... Right. It's like the uh, Mimbunny's character in Mandalorian when he yeah. stops off for the repairs. Um, back You're on. like, why, is, why are we seeing him watch them? Yeah. Oh, that person. Tiara was watching that episode with us, and uh, she's like, that guy's going to betray them or something. It's like, yep. Nice. Because <laughs> Oh, because the camera lingered. Camera lingered. Cameras don't linger for no reason. Nope. At least not in Star Wars. Nope. So he calls somebody, he says Raspar 6 at Rose Station, and we see a, a new ship. It's, yeah. It's very cool. I always love seeing new ships. It's kind of funky. I I don't love it yet. I need to see more of it uh, in a better light to really get a feeling for it and uh, for how it works. I mean, I would take any ship, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't kick it out of my driveway. No. Uh, and we see... A really awesome character. Helmeted figure. Helmeted figure. Wearing a helmet. I'm not sure. With, with the, the visor. The with the slit for the eye. Because I'm not sure how Gorkrash fitted on his head. I don't know either. I didn't think he could fit anything on there. and just. But he did. He did. He did a great he job. He wears it well. He does. Wears it well. Although, I will say that the, uh, the co-pilot here definitely wears it better. That's true. Uh, the co-pilot for the ship, uh, Gorkrash's co-pilot... Is Fennec Shand? Yes, from the Mandalorian. Which first I mean, crossover? That's why you have uh, matching outfits, just in case one doesn't work very well and the other one's like just awesome at it. Yeah, I mean, like, I heard some people weren't a huge fan of her outfit, but seeing it on Gorkoresh versus her, it's like, oh no, yeah, yeah she's, she's way awesome. cool. She's oh yeah, cool. so I'll buy that. 
Yeah. Anyway, he so, contacts her and says you're searching for an Omicron class shuttle. Yep. Omicron I shuttle. might know where to find one. But uh, she says to you. transmit the coordinates and make sure they don't leave. Yep. And then I'll she... make it well worth your while. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And we see a hologram of Omega. Yep. So she's hunting Omega, and then she takes off into hyperspace. Come back to the uh, Bad Batch, trying to gather together whatever supplies that they could try to sell. Maybe, uh, or maybe some empty boxes, I'm guessing, to maybe. carry back supplies. Maybe. Uh, they've got our, they've got their gunk droid. <laughs> yes, they do. Which is fun. Uh, and they have, a, they have a fun little conversation, a little, little banter. Uh, Wrecker and Tech have to stay behind and work on the ship. Where Hunter and uh, Echo are going to go into town. Which, can I just say, we went off about Echo's uh, outfit. Oh, yeah. And so the first thing I saw when he walked out, I was like, that's really cool, too. What? His, his like, droid. His droid, his, yeah, uh, his droid costume. Yeah, his droid walking out. And I was like, that's Echo. Yeah. Because he's still got his uh, ARC trooper. His commas. Yeah. <laughs> skirt. His Flat skirt, skirt. His kilt. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, like... I'm pretty sure they're called a comma. Yeah, you know, it wasn't the fact that it was an arm, his missing arm that gave it away. It was his comma. You could tell it was him from that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Oh, Echo's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so Echo and Hunter are going to go into town because Hunter is probably one of the most normal looking. Yeah. Um, Tech definitely draws attention to himself. I've looked at... I've watched some spy... Um, critiques from movies where there was a lady who worked on worked with spies in the CIA and she retired and now she does some consulting for like movies and stuff and does uh-huh. these uh, wired interviews it's like yeah, oh I what's wrong I've with this hers. show yeah, yeah she does a couple of them and watching her do it she says that when you are undercover you want to be the least remembered of anyone in a room you want to you want to not stand out at all. You want to blend into the background. Uh-huh. And Tech definitely would not because people would reckon, re, you know, remember him from his, uh, from his huge glasses. And, yeah, his huge cockles. His receding hairline is very distinctive. Um, Wrecker obviously would be huge, and so people would remember him. Yes. But Hunter is an average height dude. He's got a little bit longer hair and a headband. That's pretty much all. There's something funky on his face. Yeah, he's got a face tattoo. I guess that stands out a bit. Yeah. So, but less than the others, and like a little bit less. And even Echo. Echo is pale. He's white as a ghost. Like. Yeah, he. People would remember him being so pale. Yeah, and the fact that he's you know got a droid arm. Not many people. Got a droid arm and a bunch of knobs in his head. Yeah, in his head. Not many people have you know droid accessories. Yeah, it's and very droids rare. are very second class citizens. Right, so you would if you lost an arm, you'd replace it with a robotic. You arm. You'd use a robotic arm. You yeah, you wouldn't replace it with a droid appendage. A droid appendage is useless. Yep. You know, in in their mind, so yeah, they remember Echo. Yeah. So yeah, Hunter so is most normal. Yeah, and I guess his his tattoo could be written off because um, there are a lot of people with facial markings. It's tattoo. like, oh, that's weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind it's of a Pantoran thing to have some sort of marking markings. on your face. I, th- I wonder if they're grown like Ahsoka's people hmm. or if like Togruta's or uh, like Shock T and stuff. 
their facial uh, markings are part of their genetics. I think um, it'd be more like uh, or the Zabrax. tattoos. Where they're tattoos. Okay. Uh, for the Pentorans? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Like Maul and them, because... I want to say that Maul is black. They, somewhere I read, maybe it was before Disney, so it's probably not canon anymore, but they read that right. the black on Maul is all tattoo. And he's actually straight red, but he got black right. tattoos. And that would make sense yeah. from the other uh, the other Zabraks that we see. Yeah, there are others. Savage is base yellow or green. Yeah, depending and he's got on black as well. So it might be a part of the tribe to get the black tattoos. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, you wouldn't imagine they'd have a whole rainbow of tattoo colors. No, <laughs> pretty much black. just black looks the most menacing, I think. Yeah, it looks good with any color. Yeah, so I think that's why, uh, I think black. the Pantorans, it's a tattoo. Okay, uh, that would be interesting. It'd be hard to do their tattoos because they're blue-skinned. Yes. So getting a good-looking uh, markings on them would be difficult. Could be makeup. I don't know. It could be. I don't think so. It has to be some pretty heavy duty stuff. Although it is a cartoon. It Why is, am I analyzing this? It is a cartoon. Okay. <laughs> Although Point is, Ahsoka's are definitely grown. Yes. They're definitely because they change over time. Yeah. Um, and then Shock T's obviously are definitely uh, part of her uh, skin skin pattern. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we had fun, and then Echo. Just has a faceplate that he can wear, along with a full body suit that is covered with tech, so he looks like a droid. Yep, it's just perfect. I, I absolutely love it. <laughs> and then they say Omega gets to go with them. Um, I think it makes them seem harmless. Uh huh. People with don't consider them uh, a threat. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I figured only one of us was walking out of here alive, but then I saw the kid. I thought maybe I pegged you maybe wrong. I pegged you wrong. <laughs> Which he didn't. No, <laughs> he he did in front of the kid. He's seen worse. He's seen worse. Um, so then we get to go through the There's city. There's quite a few Pantorans right there, though. There, there are a few now that, I, now that I'm now i really looking and paying attention to it. There, there were. Uh, it was a, just a lot of glimpses. Which they're all sorts of different colors. The what? They, their colors are all sorts of different. Like, you got a pink one. Really? Blue, green... Their hair color is all over the place. Oh, their hair color, you mean? Oh, their skin color too. Like really? Like I'm this not one here. seeing it. Yeah, we're we're guy, looking he's up. Per, some he's stuff. pink with green hair. This well, guy's a different I don't know shade of they're... blue. I th I think all the Pantorans are blue. I think everyone else are aliens. Uh, because because the human looking ones with the uh, the regular pink skin. Um, You're saying they're maybe just tourists? I think I think so. Okay. I think they're like the Nine Num guy, where they're just they're aliens to the planet because all the Pantorans have facial markings on their on their faces, but n none of those guys do. That's true. And so that's one of the ways I distinguish is because the Pantorans, whether they're grown on their faces naturally or whether they're tattoos or just makeup or something, um, they all have. They them. all have them. Every single one of them we've ever seen has had those facial markings. And so it makes me think that, uh, it, it leads me to believe that there aren't like regular looking people or green skin Blue skin because they don't have the marks. The Pantoran yeah. species. Okay. It, it, that, that's my assumption. I like how it shows <laughs> loth cats. They're everywhere. They are. They loth really are. are just everywhere. I think, uh, <laughs> I think they, uh, 
I think Dave Filoni has a lot to say about that. I think uh, he likes that's a good point. Cats. He's like, let's put some loth cats here. We're in a marketplace, so let's just throw some loth cats somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're and like, that's totally whatever fine. you say, whatever you say, you know, you're, yep. you're in charge now. Yeah, uh, he is even more in charge now. Yes, he oh is. Oh my gosh. That is so awesome. I'm still excited. I probably shouldn't be, but I am. <laughs> I am. I, I, I'm like hoping that he doesn't, you know, let it go to his head and change drastically. I don't like what he's doing now. I I don't believe it will, but he will definitely have more control over it. Yeah. Um, Which means we should see a shift towards a lot more cohesive uh, storytelling. Um, Which is what we wanted all along. Yep. So hopefully that'll work out. And man, I mean, executive creative director. It's like, so he basically, he, they, when they send notes on their scripts, he sees all of them. Yep. It means he's going to see all the live-action movies. He's going to see all the TV shows. He's going to see all that stuff, even if he's not directly involved. And he'll be able to give them notes and be like, hey, uh, maybe you shouldn't have Kylo die right after he kisses Rey. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you should, like... that doesn't make sense. <laughs> explore his, uh, his repercussions. Yeah. Being so bad. Yeah. That would be if that would be fun. And his struggle to, cause, you know, as he starts he to live to his life and then people... People get at him. The dark yeah. side easily comes back to tempt him. It's to be easier to just cut this person in half, but that's not who you are anymore. You know, that storyline would remind me of Stargate SG-1, Teal'c, because he was a bad guy. He worked for Apophis all this time. He was a, he was a villain. Uh-huh. And then he switched sides, and they keep going to these planets where he keeps being mistaken for a Jaffa under the rule of Apophis, uh-huh. and he has to explain, that. oh, no, that's not who I am anymore. And the, we just watched one of the episodes with Ben where they put him on trial for killing a guy, for killing somebody's dad. Huh. And he had to answer for that. And that was very interesting. Wow. And, and Star, unfortunately, Star Wars doesn't have that a lot. Like, we no. see Agent Callus turn uh, and yeah. become a good guy, but he doesn't have to deal with a lot of repercussions. Like, there's maybe one episode where people are like, I don't trust you. And then he does something to make them trust him. And it's yeah, that's true. Uh, very episodic that way. But uh, if we saw a longer arc of one of these redeemed characters and see them have to figure out what they're supposed to be in this new world, be like Stargate. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> it'd be fun. So I kind of hope Crosshairs becomes a good guy halfway through the season and we get to see some uh, answering repercussions, answering yeah. for stuff, which would be interesting. But yeah. we probably won't. They'll probably save it till next season. Yeah. <laughs> or the season after that. Yeah. Or the season after that. I wonder how long this series is going to go for. As long, long as they'll give me, I'll take <laughs> it all. Well, I like that Rebels had a cohesive story that had a beginning, middle, and end. That's true. And so if he goes for a four-season uh, TV show, I, I wonder if it'd be five because I know they like to get to that syndicated mark where they hit 100 episodes. Yes. So if he writes 100 episodes of Bad Batch... And divides it up, you know, 16. So we have five or six seasons. Yeah. That'd be my guess. I mean, all they need is D. Bradley Baker. Yeah, right. (laughs) If he dies, we're in trouble. Yeah, when they're on the ship with Omega, it's like, okay, I have four parts here. And then who's Omega? (laughs) I'm I'm covering 80% of the characters in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. If if the voice actress for Omega gets the best voice for this show, I'm gonna be upset because oh yeah, right. I was everything else. <laughs> I was every other character. <laughs> but anyway, so, back to the the uh, 
So they're walking through. They're walking through the market. Rampart's, you know, going off about getting a chain code. People are cheering for the clones. Yeah. People are looking very stormtrooper-y. Yes, they are. They've been Order 66'd. Yep. Um, And Hunter makes a note that things are changing a lot faster than they expected them to. They're really hardcore rolling out this chain code stuff. Yep. And it's definitely got him worried. It does. Um... And Omega's like, why, you know? The, Isn't the end of the war a good thing? Yeah. He says, well, it depends on what side you're on. <laughs> which yep. you think would make Omega say, wait, which side am I on? Yeah. Um, the problem is they were on the side of the clones originally, but now they're kind of running from them because they've been 66. Um, we do cut back really quick to Wrecker and Tech. Uh and Wrecker starts ripping apart the ship so that they can find Just the, tell me uh, what to rip out first. <laughs> yeah. That. That. Rip that out. So he just pops in and takes it out. Star Wars is extremely modular in their technology. Yeah. Found. Like, he really just reaches in there, no tools, and just starts tearing stuff out. <laughs> and it's, and they it doesn't look like things are broken or ripped. No. Nope, it looks like just... they just uncouple each other, which is pretty freaking awesome, if you ask yeah. me. Um... So that, that was just a quick little aside so that they're going to start ripping apart the ship, which means if they need to get out of here in a hurry, that might become an issue. That might be complicated. Kind of setting that up for later. Yeah. Uh, then we cut over to Hunter, Echo, and Omega in the shop. Trying to get credits. With one of those uh, three-eyed camel guys. Yeah. And he the guy won't buy any of it, including nope. the pyrodentin, worth at least 1,800 credits. Yeah, it's not worth that much in his store. No, it is not. Hashtag not my store. Hashtag not my store. That's awesome. (laughs) I am so old. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So, (laughs) Hunter is pretty upset because they basically don't have anything of value at this point. Yep. Uh, Camel dude's one of the last things they have. He's scoping out uh, Echo, though. He is. He's looking around. He sees Echo working with Omega. Omega knocks some stuff over. And he's like, yeah, you break it. You bought it. Um, so she shows Echo one of these uh, clone trooper dolls. And he's just helping make sure it's still in good shape. Which is a callback to Rogue One. It is. Jen Erso has, has a Stormtrooper storm doll. doll. Yep. Which is so sad. Yeah. That movie is just sad. Jen Erso's whole story is just like. I'm wondering if we'll see her. I think we will. You think so? Yeah, because we got the setup that they met Saw. I could see them running into Saw again, and here's Jin. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know how involved Saw is going to be in this, though. My guess would be probably not that much. Yeah, you know, it's it's true because he's still he's still young Saw. Yeah. He's not uh, old he Saw is, yet. Yeah, he meets Jin much later. That's true. I so think, maybe if we run into Galen. I don't even think Jin's born yet. Probably not. Because she grew up in the Empire on Coruscant. That's true. So maybe he'll like run into Galen and Lyra. That's possible. That, I could go for that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, how do they know Saw? Wow, that's a cool See idea. See how they run into each other? Yeah. Oh, well, now I really want to. Right? <laughs> um, and then there's the Cassian Andor series. Oh. That's going to be great. So much good stuff. 
Yeah, there's there's gonna be a lot of good stuff. Yeah. No, uh, no Rangers of the New Republic. No. Nope. All Everyone right. One so is still floating around though. Three-eyed camel is looking at Echo. <sighs> offers to buy him for two thousand. He's a military credits. prototype. Yep. And Hunter goes over. He's like, "Dude, we need the credits. Can I sell you?" <laughs> he's like, "What? Are you kidding like, me? Seriously, like, dude? We really, really need the credits." Plus, I can just tell you when we're ready to go, and then you can just leave. Like, you're not our actual droid. Which is so mean. It is mean. I feel bad for that shop owner. You should have bought the explosive. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, like, this is the moral gray area that we have to kind of start talking about. Like, our kids are seeing this. And they're like, oh, they're doing whatever they have to do to get what they need. Yeah. But this is a lie. It's this dishonest. Is dishonest. This is fraud. This is not a good thing to do. So, how do you teach your kids what they're doing is wrong if, if it's they're trying to portray it that it's not? Yeah, these are the good guys. Yeah. These, and yet they're making these bad choices. They are the bad batch, but <laughs> they are. Uh, it's an interesting moral conundrum, but I think. I think you just say, you know what? Sometimes people make bad decisions if they're hurt or scared or stressed. But throw a little love their way and you'll bring out their best. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you started into it and I'm like, I know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, You're going to frozen funny. me here? Okay. I frozen you. Um, but, uh, so people do make bad choices and they're out of fuel, they're out of food. And so they're, and, and we get another morally dubious event in just a few, in just a minute. But in all reality, this is wrong. Yep. This is wrong. There's gotta be something they can do to make it right, to be able to get it honestly. But in reality, they are on the run. Crosshair could be right behind them. He could be, he could have tracked him here. Yeah, so they they're really no worried. They're where trying to get in and out as quickly as possible. Kind of like Mando, you know, uh, speed is the only thing keeping me safe yep. at this point. Um, so Hunter goes over and talks to Echo, and Echo's freaking out. He's like, no. He's like, dude, I'll just let you get out. When we're, when we have the supplies, you can go. He's like, fine, but more than 2000 I'm worth more than that. <laughs> Which is terrible, because you're just going to walk away later anyway. Just take so it. Like, you're like, just going to swindle this guy for as much as you for, can. For more? Really, dude? And so he says, hey, we're going to go, how about 4000 And the guy says, three. I'm like, I would have haggled more. You I would have, too. I would have said three, five. Uh, yeah, you could go three, five. You could also go three, eight and settle at three, five. That's true. If you go three, five, you're going to settle at like three, three or three, two. But it's <laughs> negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Good point. I love it. <laughs> but he met him halfway. He's going to swindle him anyway. Which is terrible. Um, Omega just gets distracted by a puppy because, of course, she does. Fat She's never mean. seen. Oh gosh, those things are so hideous. Not they're like giant cats. fat rats. Oh my gosh, they're they're not cute in any way, shape, or form to me. Mm. So uh, she's just petting it real quick. It's barking and yipping. She says hello there, which hello there. I then expected this thing to uh, brandish four lightsabers. Kenobi. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be a funny meme of. I'm seeing Omega it. Doing, really? I'm, I'm saying, saying hello, hello there, there, and then it shows and this with four <laughs> lightsabers. 
It's like really there it is. Of yeah. course it is. Of course it is because people are waiting. I'm not the only that. one who uh, every time I hear he hello there it goes oh General Kenobi. Yeah. So unfortunately, the little dog steals her doll, and so she and then the cart that it's on drives away. So she chases after it, and that's when we see <sighs> Fennec Shand yep. has found her. So she chases the dogs for a little while. The dogs throw the doll off to the side. Uh, she goes to look for it, and Fennec Shand walks up and says, basically, are you lost? Mm-hmm. And she does the, the friendly stranger routine, which is terrifying. Yep. It's good to note that Hunter has noticed that Omega is missing. No, he is definitely not used to having kids around. No, he is not. <laughs> he turns around, he's like, Omega? Like, yeah, like, not even yet. It's just like, <laughs> it takes so long for him to figure out that she's missing. Yeah. Not until he's done getting paid and everything. He gets paid, turned around, ready to leave, and that's when he's like, oh, I had a kid with me. Uh, where are you? So definitely not a parent. Um, you kind of get a sixth sense of sorts. Yes, you do. When, you're, uh, when your kids are missing. Honestly, I just listened to a story today about uh, this a family that went on a cruise. It was uh, mom and dad and their son and daughter. Uh-huh. And their daughter disappeared in the middle of the cruise. Ugh. And they never found her. Still gone. Seriously? Yep, she would have been in her 40s now. Their daughter. Ugh. Now, in fairness, uh, their daughter was in her 20s. She's older. So there's a, an amount of responsibility that as a parent you kind of lose. That's over true. Over time. Although, her dad still checked on her. Still checked on her and their son the whole time. The right. parents had invited them to come with them. He had won a cruise through his work. Right. And so they invited their kids, paid some extra money so the kids could come with them. And then in the middle of the night, one night, right before they come into one of the ports, um, she's just gone. Just totally gone. No idea where she is. Huh? No idea. She left her ID and everything. So I suppose um, kidnapped, huh? They, there are a couple of theories, but as I thought about this, I suddenly was like, okay, I'm not bringing my kids on a cruise. Seriously. <laughs> but at the same time, if I brought my kids on a cruise, they wouldn't be up until two or three o'clock in the morning drinking. That's also true. <laughs> so I think I'd be able to keep a little bit better track of my kids. That's a good point. <laughs> but at the same time, like I would be terrified every time we pulled into port, like somebody can grab your kid and just walk off the ship. You know, um, luckily now they do, they, things are a lot better. This was back in the nineties. Right. Um, we when, just got off and on. Right. Yeah. There was no check-in procedure at all. Nowadays they track every single person and I think it has to do with terrorist threats and all that stuff. Yeah. They, they make sure that you left the boat and then they are basically responsible for you. If you don't come back to the boat, like they could be considered aiding and abetting, you know, trafficking or whatever. Trafficking. Um, so there's a lot of legal repercussions. They need to make sure everybody's there. Although the boat won't necessarily stay and wait for you, but the company will be notified and the authorities will be notified that yeah. you didn't come back. At least nowadays. Huh. <laughs> and you have to have ID to leave the boat and you have to have ID to come back on. Get back on. And they won't let you bring a whip back on. Like an Indiana Jones whip? Yeah. I found an Indiana Jones whip in Mexico. It was like... 15 bucks I'm like okay so then I brought it back and like a few people that knew who we were that we were on our honeymoon (laughs) 
Nice. So the, they pull a whip out of my bag, and like, you can't have this. Like, why? It's like, it's a weapon. I'm like, it's not a weapon. It's a whip. <laughs> it's a whip. It's a whip. Are you sure? <laughs> and then everybody laughs, like, it's their honeymoon. Let them keep it. I'm like, oh, uh, right. This does look weird. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kinky stuff are you getting into? What the heck? So as we're watching this episode, we see Omega get lost, just disappear. Like, that's a parent's nightmare oh, right there. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about your experience at Lake Powell and Penny fell in the water. But you knew where she was. <laughs> at least uh, yeah. you were able to act. That like, uh, not knowing where they are is, like, it keeps me up at night. Yeah. Kidding, kids going missing. Yeah. It keeps me up at night sometimes. It's like... Like Omega's age or in younger, like where my kids are right now, it's like just imagining the uh, the, the how scared they would be. Like, oh yeah, they'd be terrified. And I'm not there to you know comfort them. To it's comfort like them or guide them or protect them. It's like nope, yep, nope. I can't think about that. It's just like no. Ah. No, it's one of those things you deal with when it happens. If you think about it beforehand, you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Some things you prepare for, some things you try not to. Yeah. Um, so we do cut back. He notices Omega's gone, and we see Echo go back into the back room yes, of the sir, store. whatever you require. <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> he, he plays the part of a droid quite well. Yes. Um, but he goes into the back room, and... There's a protocol droid there, and then three little uh, robots. Astromax. Two R2 Astromax, and then what I think is probably the cutest Astromax ever. Oh. <laughs> it's got the little accordion things for Click? the arms and legs. Like yeah, his name's Click. It's so freaking great. I, I absolutely love it. Um, Click. Okay, we'll talk about him later because we see him a little bit later anyway. Yes. Uh, the protocol droid threatens to expose Echo, but he uh, has, still has his blaster on him. Yeah. Like, what? Like, how did the shopkeeper not notice you had a blaster on your side? I don't know. And a blaster-resistant blaster skirt. <laughs> it's like, what the heck is not going on? very observant. On? No, he's not. For, three -eyed, for a three-eyed daily, and he really can't see very well. No. Although the two of those glasses he's got on are, like, cracked and stuff. Yeah, that's so like, funny. Like, dude, that makes me even feel worse about robbing this guy. He's like a blind dude. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, then we cut back to Hunter. He's tracking um, Omega. Finds the little doll that she had earlier. So he knows he's on the right path. He doesn't think that she would leave the main road. Yeah. Unless she was enticed, and so he should be able to find, should be able to see that. He's actually really, really good at finding her. He's, well, he's a tracker. He is. He doesn't have much to go on, though. I mean, it's a very crowded place, and the ground isn't exactly permeable. Well, he has so enough. Tracks. He does. He sees the doll, so he's like, okay, I know I'm on the right track. Um, Omega lets Fennec know that she is hungry as they're walking along. So Fennec purposely bumps into a Pantoran carrying a bunch of fruit. It's actually the same fruit we saw in Seleucami. Being uh, grown by uh, Cut. Oh. Yeah, I recognized it when uh, when they're putting it back in. It's got that one little tuft of uh, of greenery on it. Huh. Like a little, uh, like a detonator on a giant grenade. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's the same 
same kind of fruit, I think. Huh. Um, I could be wrong, but it seemed like it. So when they bend over to pick up the fruit, Omega notices yeah. that uh, Fennec's got Fennec a blaster. Has a blaster. And then when they put all the fruit back in, or seemingly put all the fruit back in, Fennec, Fennec shows that she's two. saved a couple she's of them. Some. And, and Omega calls like, her out. We didn't pay for these. Sometimes it's okay to break the rules. Yeah. And this is definitely a moment where you got to sit down with your kids and be like, okay. Oh, sometimes it is. This is not one of those times. That's not one of those She needed to find <laughs> Hunter... Who just scammed a shopkeeper out of a bunch of money so that they could buy fruit. <laughs> yes. Dang it. Okay, everybody's bad. Just move on. Uh, fine. <laughs> There's no law in the in the Star Wars. Yeah, it's a little weird. They they should have had something that they could have hawked. Even if they did have to find a black market dealer to buy the Denton, it's it's whatever. Oh, well. Just teach them. <laughs> teach the kids. This is bad. Okay, don't do this. This is bad. They're trying to make the best decision they can, but this is still wrong. Right. So Omega and uh, Fennec kind of have a little banter. Omega calls her out on having a blaster. She talks about how it's not safe to be alone. In the galaxy. In the galaxy. And how she's like, hey, that's why I have my friends. Like, hey, maybe you could come with us if you're alone. And then Fennec says... That's the best offer I've heard in a long time. And I go, wait, is she going to join the Brad Batch? No. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> Although, as cool as that would be, you know, she definitely shows her true colors very quickly once Hunter shows up right behind him. Yeah. I like how and, she's like, come on this way. Where it's like, you don't know where my friends are. Why are we going this way? Yeah. Like, like where is she following? This really shows how naive Omega is. You know, she's been on Camino her whole life, so she's like, okay. Yeah, and on Camino there is no danger. No. Ever. She no. can wander around and do whatever she wants or needs to, and it's all good. Yep. <laughs> but uh, not here. Not on Pantora. Nope. So Hunter goes for his knife that's on his belt now, which is also really cool. As much as I liked it on the arm, on the belt is even more like sneaky. So he was reaching behind him to grab the knife. Fennec goes for a blaster. She pulls out first and shoots him first. Uh, Omega doesn't like that, though, and disrupts her, which is pretty cool. Yes. So Omega makes the decision to try to save Hunter. Um, I don't know if she fully realizes that she's in danger from Fennec. Even later, we see her with Fennec. And um, I, I, I can't tell if she finally distrusts her completely or not. <laughs> yeah. But either way. Hunter throws his knife at, at uh, Fennec and she totally blocks it, which is yeah, super cool. Yeah, she already had the thing in her hand. I think she was going to throw it or something. Um, yeah. But then she was able to cut, block it and then take the knife out and start fighting against Hunter with the knife. Yes. And uh, Hunter tells Omega to run. Yep, which she does. Yep. Very obedient little girl. Fennec knocks Hunter out, but the police have now been alerted, so... Yes. Yes, they have. Um, and this is actually the moment where uh, we see some really awesome choreography for the fighting. Because Fennec has both a knife and a blaster. So she goes for him with the knife, and when that doesn't work, she swings the blaster in to shoot him. Just like, all right. 
It's not always it a good idea to shoot somebody at such close range, but you do what you got to do. Yeah. And so she pulls the blaster around, and he blocks that. So he's got both of her wrists. He starts to kind of overpower. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, this is the part I was talking about. It's like he's way strong. Yes. Like he's a clone. He's bred for combat. On top of that, he's a hand-to-hand combat fighter. Yep. So he now knows I know how they're to... trying to show that Fennec is really capable, but at the same time, so is Hunter. He is. Yep. And he is the trained military bred for this kind of thing. He knows, and so uh, he, he he knows realizes, where to squeeze okay, a turn that'll make I've you got lose you. your grip. And Fennec is a smaller person. Is a yes. Is much smaller, much much slender. Yes. And Hunter's a big burly dude, and so he he's got a wrist, and then he just she loses both the knife and the gun. Starts squeezing down and twisting, and yep. she loses them both. I'm like, okay, this is believable. This would happen. Yep. Um, if he started to do that, and she was just like, "Ah, oh, no, I can stop you." It's like your bones will crack. Exactly. <laughs> like, look at the size of his arm versus your arm. Yeah. It's like ten times the diameter. Yeah, ten times as big volume wise. So she headbutts him. She headbutts him. She's got a helmet on. Might helmet as well. Helmet. So yeah, it, knocks it him sense. out. Totally knocks him out. But Omega has run away. Um, he comes to fairly quickly after that. Yeah. Calls out to everybody that they, they need some help. Um, um, we cut back to Tech and Wrecker for a little bit. Yeah, just while he's letting them know. Uh, Tech has found the signature key. And this gotcha. is where he says, once I reprogram this, we can scramble the ship whenever we need to. Yes. And it, it does make sense. Once he got access to it, he probably installed uh, wireless capability or activated yeah. the wireless um, capability on it or paired it with his Bluetooth, paired it with his tablet. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but it does make sense that this would be in a hard-to-reach location because it's not something they want people to be able to just jump in and scramble stuff. Own. Yeah. It's kind of like your VIN number on your car. Yeah, you may know where it is and be able to find it, but accessing it and actually getting into it to try to change it or to file it down or Not something. Not so easy. It's very difficult. You, In most cases, you actually have to remove your windshield yes. to do any of that. Yeah. Which is not something that a normal person would be able to or would even want to do. Yeah. So... so Hunter comes on and tells everybody else that he lost Omega. Right. Uh, so they, they were attacked. Yeah. And uh, he gives a description of Fennec real quick. Yeah, but woman highly trained. Echo She's also hears it as well. Yep. And then he says, "Well, we're gonna need to take off really quick once I once we get back. So get the ship ready." <laughs> and Tag says, what "We don't actually have lines? a ship right now. That's technically not a ship at the moment." <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, we kind of removed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just so as you know. He's like, I need maintenance droids. I need, I need a team of maintenance droids to get it done now, that fast. We cut back to Echo, who has a team of hey, droids. I've got a team of droids. Well, He's protocol like, droid stands in his way for a second, but he kind of lets lets her know that, hey, the sooner we do this, the sooner you're back in charge again, because I'm going to leave. Yep. Says, we, well, I mean, we can't even leave, even if we wanted to. Yeah, you know we can. We got our restraining bolts too. We can't remove those, so we, we're like, stuck here. That's why I'm the supervisor. <laughs> and he holds up his uh, droid arm, his drill. Yep, and, and uh, uh, pops all off. Droids. 
all their uh, bolts. Uh, as we have seen from the original trilogy, you can do that with just a screwdriver. Yep. And get the bolts off. <laughs> Unless there's a lot of carbon scarring, that makes it a little bit harder. Yeah. Get something <laughs> caught in there. Caught in there. Uh, so that's fun. Then after removing the bolts, they just walk right past the shop owner. And yeah. You know, what's he going to do? Echo's got his mask up. <laughs> He's like, wait, you're not, you're not a droid. like, you got me for a bargain. <laughs> yeah, but did he? Because you're leaving already. No. What, did he get, like, five minutes of work out of you? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> this is where I question Click. Like, how, how fast can he actually move? Yeah. Is it Clink? Yeah, it's Clink. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Like Colonel Clink? Yep. Excellent. But, uh, so Tech is on the surveillance. He finds where Omega is. Yep, she's going down. And sees that uh, Fennec is right behind her. Yep. Uh, it's kind of frustrating because when you have these chases, the bad guy always seems to know exactly where to find them. In real life, if you take 10 steps without being seen and duck into a corner, you will not be found. Yeah. Like, especially if it's a high-speed chase where you're running after somebody. And a ton of people. Like Oh, yeah. Like, Fennec doesn't have a visor on there that she can no. track heat signatures. If you have, like, a steps. huge crowd, and you just run, and you get far enough that you can just, like, move to the side, yeah, that person's going to keep going. Yeah, they're just going to keep going. And done. Yeah. But, so, yeah, the fact that she knows exactly where she is, it's for the yeah. show. Because if you've ever chased after somebody and tried to find them, like, if they make one turn, like, you lost them. Oh, yeah. They could totally ambush you. And that's been the case, like, when I did nerf. Like, that that's a big deal, is when you play in, like, a, uh, a building or something. Uh-huh. It is terrifying, because people can be around every corner. And if even if you're chasing somebody, if they go around a corner down a hallway, and you come around the corner, and they're gone, like, that's terrifying. Like, oh, crap. Because <laughs> you have no idea where they could come from. Yep. But I understand in a show like this, you can't spend 20 minutes having the character try to figure out where they went because like okay they, I don't think they came this far like I must have missed them right but you can't do that in a show that's only 20 minutes long so yeah. Fennec does see the open grate of the sewer and take makes the right call and figures that she went down there um Omega Omega then runs into Wrecker yep which is great Wrecker's like oh there you are yeah, you are. He's like, come on, let's get back to the ship. And then Fennec shows up behind her. So they go, oh, uh, you go ahead and run back to the ship. I'll take care of this. Yep. Um, which she doesn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, no, she um, doesn't. So Omega starts climbing. She climbs the ladder that he sets out. her on, you know? He, she, yeah. She doesn't keep going the way that they were going. She's just, just like, no, oh, she I'll climb this ladder. this ladder. Which apparently is a giant vent for the sewer. Would be my guess, because the sewers definitely would create a lot of gases. Yep. Um, especially if they're open in so many places. So you'd want a nice vent that was way above the population. And so she ends up climbing up this ladder to the top of a maintenance tower. And uh, possibly a sewer vent. is kind of one and done. Yeah. Fennec just basically redistributes his power into yeah. the side of the wall and knocks him out. Knocks him out. Gosh dang it. <laughs> He's terrible. And then Omega slips and falls off the edge of the tower, so she's hanging onto the edge. Fennec comes up and actually rescues her. Meanwhile, Hunter grabs the speeder bike 
and chases off because Tech knows where she is, so he's able to guide yeah. Hunter right find to her. Exactly where. Um, Hunter does see Fennec and Omega, and when Fennec sees him, she also sees a truck with some soft cargo. And she drops Omega and jumps off herself, and they land in the back of this dump truck. Tuck and roll when you land, kid. Yeah, yeah. She says tuck and roll. Omega does not. (laughs) Well, she drops her on her back. (laughs) Bam! (laughs) I laugh so hard when I watch it with the family. Yeah. (laughs) She totally just. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Tuck and roll. Keep your legs straight when you hit the water. Okay, my leg strike spike. Um. Now, this is where we see uh, Fennec definitely wants Omega alive, but she doesn't care about anybody else. No. This sequence was terrifying. It kind of went from five miles an hour to a hundred in just a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, they're not, so Hunter's now chasing uh, this dump truck, and Fennec's about to try to take Hunter out. When Omega activates the dumper on the dump truck and yeah. tilts Fennec right off of the back onto another speeder, of course. Of course. Man, have you ever seen a load get lost on the freeway? No, luckily. Okay, but when it happens to you, you don't just keep driving and let it hit you. No. Like, you slow down and you stop. Like, if this was, if this was realistic, like... As soon as that bed came up, that guy down in the other car would probably Stop. notice pretty quick. Yeah. And especially when the first couple of bales of whatever it is come off right in front of him. It's like, whoa, you dodge out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he but just the, stays there and lets everything hit enough, him. Uh, when, she sh- when Finnick climbs back up, he's like, hey, you know. Like, oh, yeah, like every other really? n- NPC in So she knocks him out and throws him out of the thing. Throws him out at height. Like, they're not at the ground yeah, level. No. They're multiple levels up. Yep. She just tosses him out of the speeder. He's dead. Yeah. And then Fennec tries to uh, ram Hunter. Hunter is almost to Omega. Yeah. But, but she uh, comes Fennec comes behind. in hot. And uh, yeah. He has to dodge. Yep, exactly. Now, while they're doing this, some uh, Pentoran police officers see them driving by. And they're like, oh, something's going on. Yep. They are going way too fast, way too close to each other. So they start pursuit. Fennec sees them. And, uh... He straight up shoots them. Oh my gosh. This was the part where it, like, really got crazy all of a sudden. So she shoots one straight in the chest. Goes right through the windscreen. And then he... The other guy's shocked. Like, oh my gosh. But they're going too fast. And so the one now dead Pentoran cop hits the other one and they go crash into the wall most of the time when we see stuff like that it was droids or something so it was funny yes because droids droid lives don't matter no let's be honest no they don't <laughs> they're, they're just machines they're robots um, yep as far as we know they don't really have sentience yeah um but when we see these Panatoran cops that get one gets shot straight up and, and then they both ram into the side of a building at a pretty high level in the road. Yeah, they're dead. She just straight oh, up killed sure. these two cops. Yep. Um, then Hunter is able to finally get Omega. And then he pulls out his uh, pyrodentin. 1,800 credits right there. And he uses it. 
Yep, blows like, up this the ship isn't over that yet. Uh, Fennec's on. She nope. jumps to another ship, lands on the taxi, rolls, and uh, hits the ground. Yep. So she's done. And it explodes, which is a pretty cool, pretty cool explosion from the trailer. Yes. That's the trailer shot. Um, now, one thing I will definitely say for Hunter is he does not like he does not leave things undone. So he gets Omega, and yeah, you can try to run away now. But he's like, nope, she's going to chase us. So he pulls out the explosive, puts it on her speeder. Yeah, she does survive. She gets away. But she can't follow him anymore. So he no. takes care of business. Yep. So I'll, I'll give him props and 100% for that. At, at this point, Wrecker has woken up, you know, and he's like, I got to oh, get, yeah. I gotta get uh, Omega. And they're like, dude, Hunter's got Hunter's right on. Get back to this shit. Get back to this shit. Alright. So he starts running back. He misses so all the action. Yeah, cop, he even says More so. cops fly past him. He's like, oh, I'm missing all the action. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, but... But yeah, Hunter gets Omega, and then he heads back. Yep. The ship's all put back together, and the protocol droid is now back in charge. Yep. So she's walking out with Clink and uh, and the other two. And uh, uh, I like how Tech's like, alright, let's go, Wrecker. And then the door opens up. There's Wrecker. He's just like huffing and puffing. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> Poor Wrecker. He spent most of this movie running. Yes, he did. <laughs> Poor dude. He is not a runner. No. Um, this is where I, I was trying to figure out why Clink was so adorable with his short little, you know, flexible tube arms and short little legs. Honestly, you could see, like, an actual person be able to play this character. Oh, yeah. Because the way he walks and everything is just... Little waddle. Um... And Ladima pegged it when she realized why it's so cute. It's because it's a little kid in a snowsuit. Yeah. <laughs> it can't move. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's way too big, so fluffy. Yeah, their, it's adorable. Their hands it's barely just, touch. He's like, just bouncing as he so walks. So happy. Yeah. <laughs> what a happy little droid. I freaking love it. Clink yeah. is a freaking adorable. The last so cute. So anyway, the maintenance droids are leaving. The ship takes off. The uh, guy they bribed is like, wait, she hasn't paid me yet. Yeah. Don't okay, grow. so like really, all this and that whole time you're sitting in the office asleep. <laughs> you're not but very good at your they job. They turned on the engines, and that's what woke you up. Really? Not all the. Oh uh, my gosh! Putting the ship back together. <laughs> not putting the ship back together. Yelling, looking for Wrecker. The. the <laughs> oh my gosh! Wrecker coming in says, "I'm here! I'm here!" It's like nothing. That it's the engine starting that finally woke you up. And he's like, no, you can't leave. She hasn't paid me yet. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're hosed. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's like, dead. Yeah, I, I definitely pulled a, a Hulk there. That, oh, you're screwed now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's he's actually not, which I was very impressed with yeah. Shan because of this. But they, they do take off. They uh, decide that she's got to be a bounty hunter. Yep. Omega doesn't know what that is, so they explain it to her and say that uh, you're the bounty she's hunting. Yeah, the bounty hunter's... Look for uh, look for assets or targets. Yep. And they're targeting you. And uh, so then Hunter. Good news is find... not to kill you. Yeah. But we got to find who is uh, hunting you, who yep. hired her. Yep. And then we show uh, Fennec walking in on the dude. He's basically he's pleading for his life. Please, no, it's not my fault. <laughs> and uh, she tosses him some credits. Yep. And says, they come "You know back, how to find me if they come back." And. Uh, that is actually a very smart move. Oh, she yeah. probably didn't pay him the full amount, but just enough to whet his appetite and be like, 
hey, there's more of that. Where's there's more from where that came from? If yep. you can keep up, if the, you can get them back, the I will. So, which is, more. is brilliant. I mean, you got the Darth Vader approach, which is, oh, they didn't do what I want, so kill them. Yep. which is very it's intimidating. Effective. And is effective to scare. To scare. Maybe not so effective to keep contacts or respect. Yeah, like legitimate respect. Just fear. Yeah. But, so, uh, Fennec Shan definitely, because she doesn't have the uh, imposing figure, or, you know, the force, uh, opts for the political, or the... Uh, diplomatic. Diplomatic, that's the word. Diplomatic solution. And still paying him for the yep. info. Because he yeah. did, he did do what she did. Yeah, and he told her where they were. We get a slightly different view of her ship. Honestly, it looks a little bit like uh, the Hound's Tooth. Mm, yes. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Which is a Bosk's ship. Yes. She calls uh, someone on the comm, says that she had her but lost her. Yeah. Uh, but she'll find her. So she's talking to her employer. Yeah. So debate time. Who's her employer? I think it's Camino. I think so too. They, they want the Omega ones talked about how they needed Omega. And I think they're the only ones that know her actual value. Yeah. Um, Tarkin and Rampart have no idea she even exists or that she's even a clone or that yep. she is a Bad Batch level clone. Yep. So I, I definitely agree that it's the Kaminoans. I, I saw a bunch of videos go up on YouTube like who hired Omega? There's an, Or who hired Fennec to find Omega? And then another one's like, oh, what? you know, doing other speculation. I'm like, it's obvious, guys. Kamino. They're the, the only Kaminoans. ones that really know about her. Only... That's the only thing that makes sense. So. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the episode. There it is. And the episodes are getting shorter. This is the shortest episode we've had. Yep. It's only uh, 23 minutes. Uh, yep. We go 114, 30, 27, 25 is what's on the on Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. Last, the last two or three minutes are fluff. They're just yeah. the uh, alternate language credits. Yeah. Uh, which who cares? I don't even watch the English. Credits. I I zoom through, I speed through the credits just in case there's something. Just in case Mark Hamill voices somebody. Oh, yep. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's the end of the episode. It's a shorter one, which is great. Do not mind that at all. But uh, yeah, uh, the meme that you sent me was spot on. It's like R two, we're going the wrong way. We're supposed to be going up, not down. We're supposed to be going <laughs> up. Yep, and uh, then it showed all the different times for the episodes. It's like, come on, Dave, what you doing? Exactly. Now, this episode, stuff still happened. Like, we still got introduced to a new new characters in Fennec Shand, and so new players are being introduced, which I don't mind at all. Yep, new ship. Yep, we got a new ship there. Um, hopefully we keep getting some new stuff. New things happening, at least. Yeah, Hopefully. That's a big hopefully. Yeah. It's a lot of hope. It's a lot of hope for one little show. Yeah. But uh, we'll get there. Yep. It'll still be good. I'm still excited for what's coming. Um, I'm still... Me too. Still 100% on board. Yeah. So. Well, and that's, that's the conclusion it. of our podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think we're just gonna do one this week. I think I'm falling asleep. So. We we got a late yeah. we got a late start. 
uh, we had a, another family engagement, but we still wanted to meet together and at least talk about this new episode. So maybe next week we'll finish Falcon Winter Soldier. It's gonna it, it'll it's gotta come before Loki. We may hit a point or, where we do Falcon Winter Soldier and hold off on the bad bats just and, <laughs> just so, so we, we can get finally it get it done. Um, that that might have to be the case, or it'll become one of those things where like, oh yeah, we're gonna do that, and then like for the rest of our entire podcast. Sorry, Falcon Winter Soldier, it. we didn't have time for you. Uh, yeah. Next time. <laughs> yeah, it's the Matt Damon thing. Yep, yep. That, uh, <laughs> the last half of the last episode of Falcon Winter Soldier will be our Matt Damon. That's our Matt Damon. Sorry we couldn't get to you today. Sorry we but, couldn't get uh, to you. We ran out of time. time. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Uh, well, you want to close us out for this episode? Yep. Cornered of the Bad Batch. I do. Those of you who are raising your own kids, struggling with them. Remember, they all got corks and they all got their special abilities, but you'll never have a bad badge. The end. <laughs> See you next time. This is the way. That is all. This is the way. That is all. And transmission. That's all, folks. <laughs>